The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that, but. I'm glad you're here, glad you're ready to listen to this shit, clean out your ears, shut your mouth, open your eyes, cause it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 201. Oh, I mean, if you need that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. How dare I forget you're soundboard capable now. (laughs) Done and done. I'm Marty Day. And I'm Christoph, and uh, we thank you very much for listening. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed last week's episode where we uh, brought back OG Rough Houser uh, Justin, and um, you know, little uh, little little tidbit for some people there. Um, the Patreon coming up mm-hmm. shortly might be infused with a bit more Justin. So yes. uh, more details as they are confirmed and, uh, and and readjusted there. But keep your eyes uh, for some announcements regarding uh, more appearances of our dear friend Justin, which is a which is always a welcomed uh, thing because yes. he's a wonderful human being and ridiculously hilarious. Yes, it was was a real joy to have Justin back on the show. Uh, I, I actually had a few moments where for me, you know, having come on to the show uh, from the listener perspective, uh, I just enjoyed hearing you and Justin go back and forth like the old days. That was that was a joy for me. I mean, even though I got to chime in, it was just like, oh, it's my boys. They're talking again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the same feeling. Uh, you know, it's it's good. I miss that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's weird when you go from seeing somebody five days a week and talking mm-hmm. to them and doing a show with them to, you know, random text messages and the occasional Skype call. So, right. uh, so, you know, he was the best man at my wedding, and I haven't seen him in person in fucking a year almost. It kills me. But yeah, yeah. Well, here, we, here we are. Well, well, half of that we can uh, thank our uh, our pumpkin in chief for that one. So, um, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, also uh, new kick-ass production you heard last week from yeah. uh, the very capable hands of uh, my dear friend Christoph on the other side of this uh, this show. Uh, also, uh, thank you to Justin for using his uh, dulcet tones uh, as the VO for it. Very much appreciated. Yes. And a thank you to uh, Alec Hugill for the new artwork, uh, which is supremely badass and absolutely awesome um i can't stop staring at it yeah it's so awesome it, it, it is so so good actually <laughs> it's funny um this weekend i ended up buying a, a shirt he designed uh because uh w- one of the many uh instagram based 
uh, wrestling mm-hmm. shirt makers. Yeah. They were doing a benefit for a local animal rescue, and it was a whole I bunch of, that. of cats and dogs wearing luchador masks. And I'm like, well, yeah. that I, uh, you know, that that could not be more my aesthetic. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the the good thing about the internet is you can find things with your overlapping niches very yes. easily, and yes. it's you know, like I bought and I got this. Uh, I got a couple deliveries in the mail this week. I got the uh, the cat housing Halloween uh, cat Dan Housen shirt. Nice, um, nice. I got that one, and I also got the uh, Grudge Match, uh, who's one of my favorites because they do a lot of heavy metal themed wrestling shirts. Yes, it was the uh, the Vader shirt with the Vader mask, but in the the style of the Danzig logo. Yes, which is just perfect and like i said dead center of the venn diagram is where i sit in that so yeah that's that's the good thing about the um especially pro wrestling twitter because uh there's a lot of talented people in in the sphere of pro wrestling twitter who put their artworks uh you know obviously you know a lot of them doing Mm -hmm. super art fight yes cheap pop Um, (laughs) thank you (laughs) but uh but yeah it's uh it's good and you know it's bad for the budget uh because there's a lot of stuff that we want to buy but you know it's good to support these people yeah i was gonna say if nothing else i i uh possibly lie to myself but overall reason that uh i'm i'm supporting independent artists versus just going to amazon or you know my local target and and spending my money there not to say that i don't still do that but (laughs) i I at least sort of uh make myself feel like I'm, I'm i'm doing something good but nevertheless folks this is a pro wrestling podcast uh it, it's been another crazy week in the world of pro res people have new names people have uh had covid outbreaks uh we we've people had, have new contracts yes new contracts people have uh new titles uh people have injuries i mean uh, w- I, I feel like I, I come back to this many times. You know, the, the old idle thread is may you live in interesting times. We are very much in interesting times. It's uh, an understatement. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, outside of pro res, we absolutely are. But uh, in the wrestling world, it, I can't recall a time that has been as surreal and intense in, in terms of every day. It feels like there's some sort of bit of breaking news as we've had over the past let's call it two years since mm-hmm. uh aew made their announcement that they were going to start running i mean just yeah. uh absolutely ridiculous um so I, I guess we'll jump in real quick with the world wrestling federation for over 50 years the revolutionary force in sports entertainment you get the guns that actually ties in Okay. To what I wanted to do for this week's show. So, of course, uh, Chris and I have uh, gone on record as being fans of, of different themes on Monday Night Raw. Of course, we all know Chris's favorite. Such a dirty, chunky riff right there. Yes. And I've gone on record as saying that I really like the theme that came after. Which I also really enjoy. So last week was Mm. the season premiere of Raw. Mm 
the post uh, draft show. They oh, premiered. They have, they have a new theme, and Ooh, I wanted to play it for you and get your opinion. <laughs> okay. What I will say is, the first time I heard this theme, I didn't like it, and it's. I I I listened to it again, and it kind of grew on me. What I will say is, it brings a very different energy to the show. So, okay. Nevertheless, let's do this thing. So that is rapper NF. The name of the song is The Search. Uh, I'd never heard of NF before this. I'd never Mm -hmm. heard this track before this. It is definitely a very, uh, uh, it's a big 180 from the standard butt rock (laughs) <laughs> that has been yeah WWE's, they ditched the new metal like, for hip hop in yeah. the year 2020 who knew yeah um but it it gives it a modern sound like i i it, it pains me to say this it actually feels of the moment which is not something i can say for 99% of WWE programming very true very true it does break a long standing uh tradition of the aforementioned but rock new metal-y thing yeah. so it's yeah it's a bit of a bit of a different uh feel i feel like if i watched it with the images associated with it mm-hmm. like wa- i'll have to watch the full intro to get a full uh kind of exposure to how it works um yeah. but listening to it uh, you know uh, tonally, lyrically, I can see where it would fit. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, a total 180. Um, and, you know, even when they weren't using known bands like Papa Roach or, you know, I guess Union Underground was kind of known back yeah, in the and, day. And, and, I mean, they're using ACDC still over on, on SmackDown. Oh, really? Has, yeah, has that, yeah, has that, that been the thing? That, that that, that's the theme that they've had since oh. they moved to Fox. Which, which ACDC? Uh, are you ready, I believe? I don't even I don't even know that one. Is that a newer ACDC song? Um, I don't know how new it is. Let me let me see if I can uh, very quickly uh, bring that audio into the. I mean, you know, seventies ACDC doesn't sound that different from two thousands ACDC. It's yeah, they've they're they're like the you know dad rock Slayer. Every album sounds the same. Um, sorry, Slayer fans. <laughs> they also suck live. Uh, Slayer. I haven't seen ACDC, uh, but. Um, I'd imagine ACDC doing a show in 2021 is not going to be an amazing thing to, to experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just confirming that it's still their theme. Yep. It is. Uh, I'm, I will, I will very quickly bring it into my soundboard so we can actually listen to it. But yeah, ACDC of, of, of all bands, especially by comparison, makes the SmackDown show sound so, kind of retro by comparison yeah it's yeah. it's very weird um <laughs> so they've got acdc yes. they've got slipknot and they've got nf yes yeah as their I mean, three themes here interesting it, it, it's not the 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 type of of comparison that you would expect i mean you know again just to to play out the audio this is nxt right now
Yeah. Raw is this. And then SmackDown. As it has this intro. Yeah, like it it makes SmackDown sound like it's way out of touch. (laughs) If if you're going to use an ACDC song, why choose that one? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's not a great pick. And and I I will say I was definitely surprised that with the new era of SmackDown, quote unquote, they just were like, eh, we'll keep it. We'll just freshen up the video. Yeah, well, they probably paid a fair amount to license it. True, so true. I don't know how long. I mean, I, I, a SmackDown debuted in October of last year, right? Yeah. Love yeah. Night. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they signed a two-year deal to have uh, that song or pay for it. And Lord knows, WWE strapped for cash right now. So they couldn't <laughs> couldn't dare uh, license anything else. Uh, something that I've just researched and is not surprising to me, which yes. I had a suspicion when listening to it. Yes. Um, NF's a white dude. Yeah, NF uh, is a white dude and a Christian rapper, no less, which I thought was kind of an isn't interesting. Isn't his name like Feuerstein or something? Like that's <laughs> Yeah, it's Feuerstein. That's that's his name. I was not expecting you to say Christian there. Okay. He's all right. Well, good for him. A, 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 um, a, a, a religious music, musician, which I did not know was uh, a thing, at least in the rap game. I, I, I mean, Christian rock bands have been a thing, but I did not know that uh, they allowed themselves to uh, get into the hippity hop. Wasn't wasn't Creed? Uh, didn't they use Creed for a? Uh, I know they did the My Sacrifice. Uh, um, you know, I can't recall them using Creed as, as a theme a, song. Yeah, as an actual theme song. Um, but be surprised. Nevertheless, I, I just wanted to uh, to to play through that real quick, just because I was like, this is such a a different thing for WWE, and again, not opposed to it. I, I if if anything, again, it, it makes it sound more of the now which is not something I typically associate WWE with, especially because, hey, Chris, you know who the new WWE champion is as of Hell in the Cell? Uh, yeah, yeah, the old boring guy. Yeah, Randy Orton, 40 years young, is yeah. your new WWE champion. The uh, Barbarian. Yeah, having beaten uh, Drew McIntyre in a Hell in the Cell match. Um, Hell in a Cell was definitely a, a big fucking nothing of a show, uh, with the notable exception of the Sasha Banks Bailey showdown, which was phenomenal. If I'm okay. going to tell you to go out and watch any part of that show, it is Sasha versus Bailey as they beat the hell out of each other. And, uh, I believe Sasha now is the only woman who has been in every single women's Hell in a Cell match. Wow, uh, she had one with uh, Charlotte and one with Becky. Mm-hmm. So she's and been. Is it, in have all there only three. been three? There've only been three, 
and mm. she's been in all three of them. So uh, mm. Sasha gets a very interesting uh, stat uh, aligned with her because I don't really think of Sasha as someone who would succeed uh, in a Hell in the Cell match. Uh, did you know, she lose styles. the other two? I, I believe <laughs> I believe she lost it. I, I meant more in terms of stylistically. Uh. Uh, I would not have thought of her being a, a, a Hell in the Cell <clears throat> level competitor, but um, no, she she was great in this. Her and Bailey had a great match. They beat the hell out of each other, which of course means they're going to be rerunning the match, not in hell in a cell, just one-on-one on SmackDown, not this week, but next week. So, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that well, you guy. can't do it a survivor series because survivor series, I don't know if you knew this, that's the yes. one night of the year where, where, where superstars of raw and SmackDown face each other. Yeah. For brand supremacy. Yeah. Yeah, which means uh, nothing. We, well, we, we we are on the road to Survivor Series as we've got four champion versus champion matches set. Uh, we're going to have uh, WWE champion Randy Orton versus Universal champion Roman Reigns, who is the tribal okay. leader, in case you were wondering. Oscar okay. uh, versus Sasha Banks in a battle of the women's champions. Tag champions are going to throw down as it's going to be the new day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods against the Street Profits. And okay. uh, we've got U.S. champion Bobby Lashley versus Intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. And, yes, they referenced that they feuded previously. So so Robert Robert Lasciarelli is, uh, is getting a big, big, uh, big time spot against uh, against the uh, what was it? The something from the underground. What was his underdog from the underground? Underdog from the underground. Yes. Yeah. OK. Yes. Now with more beard. Yes. Uh, and, of course, we've got uh, elimination matches for the women and the men. Uh, the women's elimination uh, team for the Raw side was just randomly announced by uh, Adam Pierce, with one exception, uh, that there would be a fatal four-way to determine the final participant. So it was uh, women's tag champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. The team okay. of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, they would be in the team. And then they did a fatal four-way with Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana. And Oof. and Lana ended up winning. And then for the sixth week in a row, post-match, Nia Jax put Lana through a table. Well, um, here's something that mm-hmm. I just crossed my mind. If I'm logically... And I know, you know, logic in WWE is not a thing that mixes normally. Yes. If I were putting together a team for a uh, elimination Survivor Series style match, mm-hmm. I personally would choose good performers <laughs> because the idea. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. The idea of a Survivor Series type match is to uh, win. And have the more people, uh, you know, be either the sole survivor or have a team that eliminates the complete other team. Yes. That uh, is my understanding of how yes. these things work. Yes. So if I'm picking a team with a roster available to me, and granted, I don't have the full Raw women's roster in front of me yes. right now. I mean, you already have Asuka already out of the mix because she's in a okay. champion versus champion match. Okay. So Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler both, yes. you know, would be. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the women's tag champions. They, sure. They are already of uh, a tier above. So, boom, makes sense. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I would go directly to Dana Brooke. 
and I'm not. Uh, I, I'm a. I like Dana Brooke. Yeah. I. You know. I. I, I think she's. She's talented. But um, you know, was there nobody else? Uh, nobody else available? Like I'd probably pick Lacey Evans over Dana Brooke. Well, I mean, the the logic behind this was that Mandy and Dana are a team. So therefore, they're put in because they're the other remaining team <laughs> on the raw side of things. Uh, and then, then of course, you know they they had this fatal four way, and sure enough, Lana for some reason is the one that won it. Okay, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to though. What's that? Um, I'm looking forward to them announcing who from NXT is going to take part in this match. Because, man, last year, well, I, NXT got, showed up at Survivor am, Series and I've, tore the place down. And I've got, uh, Soul Survivors and Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Uh, and, yeah, no, uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was it awesome. It was fantastic. They stole the show. They won more mm-hmm. matches than either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I can't wait to see a repeat of that this year at Survivor Series. Who, uh, who, who pray tell, uh, is, is up for uh, Survivor Series from NXT, Mark? Um, I, uh, in the words of their commentator, we've got some bad news for you. Um, no, no NXT competitors are a part of Survivor Series this year. I'm, I'm sorry. NXT is not part of Survivor Series this year. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's seem they're just going to, they're, they're going to go ahead and, uh, build to their war games pay-per-view more on that later in the show, because it's interesting who it looks like war games is going to include this year. Uh, yeah, I would say interesting is a word to use it. Uh, yeah. pretty much, you know, Undisputed Era is going to become the, <laughs> all the record holders for War Games matches. <laughs> yes, hey. yes. They, I, have they been in all of them so far? <laughs> I, I, I am not a hundred percent, but I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, no NXT involvement. So instead, uh, you know, the women's Survivor Series elimination match is going to be Team Raw currently. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Manny Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana against Team SmackDown, of which only one competitor so far has been announced slash qualified, Bianca Belair. Okay, well, that's a smart uh, first seed for yes. for Team SmackDown. Already, yes. uh, it's looking up for Team SmackDown. Uh, I would imagine Bailey gets thrown onto that after she loses her rematch, most likely to Sasha Banks. Um, is Naomi around? Or is she still, uh, Naomi uh, got moved to Raw. Uh, what? Oh, oh, fuck's sake! So she's not even in the match. She's not even in the match. No, no. Fuck. Off, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, all right. And, and uh, Bianca Belair to get into said match on the SmackDown side <clears> defeated <throat> Billy Kay and Natalia in a triple threat match. So presumably, neither Natalia nor Billy Kay will be in that match. Okay, all right. So I'm not even sure who else that leaves, but uh, uh, yeah, Carmella, ba- Bailey, Carmella. Uh, I honestly Zelina can't. Vega? Zelina Vega. Yep, Zelina Vega's over on SmackDown. Fall guy Zelina, yeah. Fall girl Zelina. Okay, <laughs> I can't remember who else is even on the, on the women's side for SmackDown. But uh, on Aaliyah the men's Mysterio, side, it will be. <laughs> you know what? It might be. It might be because they they uh, are moving. They're moving quickly with the the Romeo and Juliet well, storyline with her and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's moving quickly up into mm. those uh, those pantaloons. Nineteen year old pantaloons. Um, yeah. And uh, for the men's side so far, Team Raw is made up of AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Sheamus, uh, all of whom won their uh, qualifying matches. Sheamus beating the now named Riddle. <laughs> Um, because first names can't be a thing. Chris, did you hear about the exact reason why 
they changed his name to Riddle. Yeah, which is problematic in its own right. Uh, they yes. don't want people Googling Matt Riddle and seeing all these news stories about uh, sexual assault. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and say that um, people will have to end up Googling Riddle WWE. And I'm right. 99% sure what's going to pop up when that happens. Yeah, it's just going to take one extra click, you dumb fucks. <laughs> what the shit are you thinking? Anyway, uh, unless you, uh, oh god, yeah. I, and you know, uh, it's his it's his name. Like it, it is, it is. His name is Matthew Matthew yeah. Riddle. Well, okay? he made it very clear that all his buddies call him Riddle anyway. Look, that's fine. Like everybody called me like a lot in high school, but yeah. you know, it doesn't that doesn't mean that it makes uh, a, actually you know that might make a decent wrestling name. I'm not gonna lie, um, <laughs> but you know, my myself excluded. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it does not necessarily make a good rest riddle. Like it's just out of context. Mm-hmm. It sounds fucking goofy. Yeah. No, it's 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 not great. It's not great. But uh, that that team so far, AJ Styles, Keith Lee and Sheamus, um, they will be going against the SmackDown team announced so far as Jay Uso, who beat Daniel Bryan to qualify. And uh, Daniel Bryan on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by his own uh, volition. Kevin, time. yes, yes. Uh, Daniel Bryan saying he he's uh, winding down, uh, but Kevin Owens also on that team. He defeated Dolph Ziggler to qualify as well. He should. Yes, yes. So uh, it's. I mean, on paper, this isn't terrible. Just th- there's nothing that is making me want to watch <laughs> this show. Yeah, and honestly, you know, even if NXT was involved, I'm so ambivalent to NXT these days. I'm not even sure that would be enough to, to get yeah. me to, you know, do something for Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Before we get into anything NXT wise, I did want to take a very quick detour into a realm of professional wrestling we don't normally touch, and that is NXT UK. Hmm. That's a thing, yes. Yeah, NXT UK still a thing. They're doing the uh, the the pre taped non audience shows. Uh, they they shot a whole bunch in the in the UK, uh, and uh, the internet was blowing up about a certain match. And I took time to uh, track it down and watch it. Walter defending the NXT UK title against Ila Dragunov. Uh, this literally is one of the greatest matches I've seen this year. Okay. Um, they beat the absolute mm. piss out of each other to the point As where Walter's prone to do. Yes. But there's a, a point where, cause uh, Dragunov's mouth gets busted open. He is just covered in blood from his mouth by the end of the match. It nice. looks like a goddamn murder scene. Okay. It, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it, it's got all the flippy dudes you want, but this is, this is on par with matches like, Ishii and Goto or Shingo and Ishii or Suzuki and, and Nagata this year where it's just dudes beating the crap out of each other, trying to show who the you know real alpha is. Um, again, I don't normally like to dip my toes into the NXT UK realm, but enough people were uh, throwing the sirens up for this one that I had to check it out. It, it, it really is damn good, and I do recommend – uh, however you watch it, whether on the network or uh, sailing the seas, I do recommend checking out that match whenever is you it, can. Is it better than Walter and Tyler Bate? Uh, that's so hard to say because Walter and Tyler Bate had a crowd. True. 
And I don't know how a crowd would have reacted to this. It's a very different match because, you know, Tyler Bates kind of flashy at times and, mm-hmm. and you know, he he does his his big spots and everything. This is just dudes beating each other down. And if anything, in a, in a rare twist, the fact that there was no crowd added because the the sound of the chops and the, the kicks yeah. and the punches the reverberations. Yeah, it is. It. it it's a lot. <laughs> it's a it's a very very intense match, and um, you know it's it's unlike almost anything I've watched this year. The the next closest thing I can say is that Nagata Suzuki match from the New Japan Cup because same idea, two dudes beating the shit out of each other with uh, no one around to see it. <laughs> Just you remember when Walter got jobbed out first in the uh, Survivor Series match last year? I I do remember that. I do remember that. That said, that was I fun. also was thinking about. How kind of weirdly fun the Worlds Collide match show was uh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, just, Minus the injury to um, uh, Alexander, who, who got their bell rung? Was it Alexander? Oh yeah, Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, minus that, it was just a really, yeah. really fun show, and and I just was thinking about oh, we could, probably could have had one of those this year, but instead, you know, half of the NXT UK roster got turned out to be sex pests, and COVID happened, yeah. so maybe not so much. Anyway. On the on the other side of uh, NXT UK, uh, on the female side, yes. uh, it looks like they're going to have a new head trainer from the land of the rising sun. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike-o. Uh, Mike-o. Mike-o. Hey, hey, Mike-o. Uh, uh, Mike-o Satamora, uh, who, uh, <laughs> uh, who uh, of course, you probably know best, dear listeners, from... Hold on. <laughs> So to make to, to to make it seem like she's from the UK, yeah. it's going to be uh, Mike O apostrophe Satamora. Yes. Oh, Mike Irish superstar Mike O <laughs> Satamora. Um, anyway, you may remember her from the May Young Classic. She's literally one of the greatest uh, women's wrestlers of all time. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, she'll bust you with her shillelagh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> She uh she revealed that she's going to be heading to the UK. She was supposed to be the head female trainer for NXT Japan, a thing that is not happening right now. So instead, they are burning off that contract by sending her to the UK. <laughs> to the UK. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She'll uh she'll be uh putting on bangers and eating some bangers and mash uh, yes. simultaneously. So yes. uh, good for you, Mike O. Satamora. Yeah feel very sorry for Kaylee Ray because she's going to get the shit beaten out of her on probably a semi-weekly basis by Satomara. Who else is – because Tony Storm's back in uh, NXT Yeah, Tony Storm's back in the States. Um, There is – I I feel bad because I can't remember. Piper Niven. But there's Piper Niven. There is another women's worker. I don't know how to pronounce her first name, but her last name is Valkyrie. And I get really confused when I see results and I go, wait. Taya? Oh, not Taya. <laughs> who was the one who was like the fashionista sort of thing? Oh, Ginny. 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 She's still there. Yes. Weasleys. Yeah. Yes. They're still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and gotcha. Ginny actually was getting pretty good before the NXT Ginny. UK shut down. Um, Ginny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, let's very quickly dip in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Road to Power Struggle kicked yeah. off this morning, yes. uh, last night. 
yes, tonight? The, uh, this morning, <laughs> last night. I, anyway, it, it, it happened. It, happened. <laughs> it has We're, aired. Yes, we are on our way to Power Struggle. Oh, and I realized we didn't talk about the Power Struggle card last week. I'll, I'll dig that up in, in, yeah. uh, in a few minutes. But Shaping um, up nicely. Yes, it is shaping up very nicely. All singles matches, unusually so. Um, uh, but no, there was a tag match. Uh, on, oh, you're uh, talking about for Power Struggle. For Power Struggle. I thought you were talking um, about this morning. Okay. But this morning, the, the big match the was the IWGP Junior tag title match, where Shock of Shocks, Desperado, and Kanemaru retained the belt over Bushi and uh, Hiromu Takahashi. This match was fucking dope. I watched it this morning. It was really good. Uh, even Bushi. Even Bushi was good? Oh, Even I, Bushi. I do need to ask. I think yeah. I know the answer. <laughs> you, yes, you do. <laughs> Bushi take that fall? Bushi took that fall. Just as I thought. Bushi took just, the fall. Just at, at, a, at a, a number of different times, though, yes. um, I thought that maybe, uh, you know, LIJ was going to pull it out here. It was it was a really good competitive match. Um, Kanemaru bumped his ass off. Uh, mm-hmm. Despy was awesome per usual. Bushi, like, really laid into people. It was yeah. – and Hiromu was just uh, the amazing Hiromu as he oft is. Uh, yeah, it was a really, really good match. It was a – it was – Probably pushing a half hour long, yeah. Um, de- definitely over twenty minutes, but uh, really, really solid work from the junior tag division there. I would recommend checking that out. I had not had a chance to check it out yet, and your word is bond for me, sir. Uh-huh. Um, also worth noting, we should be. I think it's on Tuesday. We're going to be getting the lineup for the best of the Super Juniors this year, which will be running concurrent with World Tag League mm-hmm. in uh, November and December. Uh, I'm not really expecting any major surprises. I think probably our foreigner count for that one is going to be Robbie Eagles. Uh, I, I assume, Hopefully they can get Dragon Lee over. Uh, yes, that that would be tremendous um, if, if they can. I don't really know really? What, the, uh, what, what the restrictions are for traveling from Mexico. Uh, yeah, versus from I'm the not US, sure. I know things are rougher in Mexico with COVID right now. Not to say things are great here. Um, yeah. but I, I would assume that, uh, Eagles can travel from Australia and do his two week stint. And it sounds like the grills of destiny, unsurprisingly mm-hmm. are currently, uh, in Japan doing their, uh, uh, quarantine to be part of world tag league. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what other fucking, what is it? Is world tag league eight teams? Usually. Yes. Um, so I, I, I would imagine you have the dangerous tackers of mm-hmm. Ichi, uh, Ichi, tai Chi, tai Chi and, and ZSJ. Uh, ZSJ. You probably have Abushi and Tana. Um, okay. Probably uh, Great Okan and Osprey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a, a Shingo Goto or a Shingo Ishii. Shingo team. Goto. Oh, not Shingo. Sorry, uh, Okada, uh, okay. Goto, uh, and uh, or Nakata. Shingo Sonata could work. Shingo Sonata could work. Um, Probably evil and because the world frowns at us when we make good ideas. Uh, probably evil and uh, Yujiro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a match this morning, which was a typical boring, evil Bullet Club match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, the, the, the next major card is uh, on Saturday. Um, and that reminds me, we will have to do our predictions for another big show on Saturday during this show. Um, but Power Struggle, six matches, all singles matches. We've got Toriano versus ZSJ for the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. 
Uh, <laughs> no indication as to what the um, stipulation, stipulation will be yet. Yeah. Uh, we've got Minoru Suzuki defending the Never Open Weight title against Shingo Takagi, which will be your match of the night, period. Yep. Uh, we've got Kazuchika Okada versus Great Okan. Big moment for Okan. Yeah, he looked good in that tag match. Uh, he's he's got his shit together. Um, you know, the size helps. Uh, the gear is weird, but it works for him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And ever since Lance Archer uh, departed for the land of AEW, he's kind of taken the the claw back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do love a big man using a claw move, so yes. uh, it, it works. It works pretty well. They're a really good team. Uh, there was a really good sequence between Osprey and Okada in that tag match as well. Uh, those two are really really good together. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty much a given that they will be facing each other at Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom. This, yeah. this coming January. Um, we were going to have Kenta versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in a match for the U.S. Championship Challenge Rights Certificate. <laughs> the briefcase. It's yes, a briefcase the briefcase. Yeah. Um, that could be very interesting because Tana's straight up saying he wants a match with Moxley. Well, I mean. Yes, I, I know I he's got to put over the match, but. Yeah, uh, I don't blame him. Just logistically, that's going to oh, be yeah. super tough. Unless you know, they I don't know you know unless AEW's unless well I mean if he drops if Moxley drops the title on uh, on Saturday, yeah, then uh, he could uh, have some time freed up in December to go over and quarantine and uh, and take part in uh well no no yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah, could happen yeah, yeah quarantine you, you basically for, have to spend his January. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, in Japan. So we'll have to see if that's something Mox wants to do. Uh, but we're also going to have for the uh, double title uh, briefcase, it'll be Kota Ibushi defending against Jay White. And then mm-hmm. your main event for the double titles, Tetsuya Naito defending against Evil. Um, yeah, we're running that shit again. Um, I mean, really, you're, you know, the, the big match is, uh, in terms of quality, is Minoru Suzuki versus Shingo Takagi. Yeah. I feel like Naito an evil said all it had to say. So I'm not really looking mm-hmm. forward to that. I feel like the stadium match was sort of a miracle that it was as good as it was. Yeah. Uh, a versus ending. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you had fireworks and everything. Yeah. Um, a versus Jay white should be good. Um, Kenta versus Tanahashi should be good. Uh, Oka- well, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think one of those briefcases might change hands. I think it's going to be the U S championship briefcase. Uh, more likely that, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if through some kind of bullet club fuckery, mm-hmm. Jay White pulls this out. Um, you know, I'm not expecting it, but I wouldn't be right. surprised if it happened. Right. Uh, but it is worth pointing out that uh, we are still going to have Wrestle Kingdom in front of a ton of fans. 20,000 mm-hmm. fans allowed per night. Yeah. Um, yes, that's 50 percent attendance versus the usual 40,000 plus. But um you know, still going to be an impressive thing. Still the biggest wrestling shows are going to happen, you know, in, in, in the world, uh, in the world. So, uh, more power to them on that. I hope it works. Well, I feel out like that's well. a financial decision. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Because yeah. one of the only reasons new Japan was able to stay, you know, afloat and as, you know, prominent as they were this year was because of their two sold out dome shows earlier in the year. Yeah. That put yeah. them so far ahead. All the losses they had in those four months being off wasn't quite as bad. And I feel like, you know, instead of trying to do uh, only 20,000 for one night, the precedent has been set for two nights. So try and, you know, get try and recoup at least, you know, what would be one night over two nights uh, for this year. So, you know, financially, it makes sense. Um, but we'll I mean, I don't know what the 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 the, uh, the 
cl- not temperature or like, how people feel the, the uh, climate in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I guess the the climate about of people wanting to be in a big dome with nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how the Japanese citizens feel that. I, I know at least personally, it it, it kind of makes my uh, butthole pucker in fear. But <laughs> that's just me. Uh, I also live in a country that's not handled yeah. anywhere near yes. as well as Japan has. Yes, in a country full of morons. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. So, myself included. <laughs> um, but before we dig into the big Wednesday night war shows, I did want to take a quick moment, even though I don't have an audio drop for them, to talk a little bit of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In so much as the finals for the pure championship tourney have been signed, as it the is Octopus versus the Jar of Hot Sauce. Yes. Uh, shock of shocks. Tracy Williams submitting Jay Lethal to make it to the finals. Uh, unsurprisingly, Jonathan Gresham pinning Josh Woods to make it to the finals. So it's going to be Gresham versus Williams in the finals. Uh, good to see a guy like Tracy Williams get a push at Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had kind of felt stagnant for a while there. So yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for that. And this tournament has been Gresham's to lose the whole time. I mean, totally. he's, he's clearly the favorite here. Uh, he was the the impetus of bringing back this the pure rules everything so um you know would not the i would be very surprised if tracy williams wins this yes yes uh Uh, if not by a run-in by newly signed uh ring of honor performer dan housen yes that that's the other (laughs) bit i wanted to mention uh uh something that's a little more closer to home dan housen announcing uh he has a tentative deal with ring of honor in so much as he must get a win before the end of the year to be properly signed yeah, well, you know, I'm pretty which, sure that will happen. Yes, which will happen during whatever they end up doing as final battle this year, whether it's a special yeah. episode of TV or, a, you know, streaming pay-per-view event in front of no fans. Danhausen will definitely end up getting uh, end up with a contract and end up getting signed. And, I love uh, I love his ongoing bit of wanting the team with El Generico once he signs <laughs> the Ring of Honor. It's like the guy. Something's got to lure the guy out of out of the orphanage. Something yeah, has to. Yeah. Be. Exactly. He can't stay I mean, in retirement forever. Could I know this would never happen. Yes. But under a mask and like a full body suit. No. 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 <laughs> he no. wouldn't risk that. No, not now. In no. in in, yeah. in the days where Ring of Honor was a super indie, maybe. Yeah. Because uh back in the day, uh again Marty putting on his uh uh indie cred shirt. Indie cred shirt here. Um Back in the day, Stevie Richards did uh, a, a run in or two in Ring of Honor while wearing like a full body suit while oh, really? he was still under WWE contract. Um, but nowadays, no, they they have actual money and sign people. So that's true. Yeah, that's Vince true. Vince wouldn't allow that. I mean, motherfuckers can't be on Twitch. You think they're going to let them pop up on Ring of Honor? <laughs> Uh, wasn't there supposed to be a meeting on Friday? With, yeah, like, some yeah, of the... there was supposed to be a meeting to discuss everything re-Twitch. Uh, I haven't heard or seen anything, but Paige is going to keep on twitching anyway. So Yeah, but good for her. Yeah. You, you do you, kid. She's, yeah. uh, you know, I, did you listen to her impassioned, uh, you know, I speech? did. It was a little rough to listen to, c- just because it's like, this shit sucks. <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad for her. I mean, yeah. she's been dealt a, you know, 
a pretty shitty hand um, for being as talented as she is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, talent has nothing to do with misfortunes and freak accidents. But um, but it's 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 a shame. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, not being used on TV, being cooped up in a house, uh, quarantined for mm-hmm. you know nearly a year. You need something, some kind of release to get your creative juices flowing, to interact with people, to seem mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. normal. And that was that was it for her. But uh, she's gonna defy the the edict. So we'll curious to see how this pans out. Yes, indeed. And now let's talk about the Wednesday Night War, starting with... A little bit of NXT. NXT this week, Chris, mm. was the Halloween Havoc show. Yeah, hell of a draw. Uh, yeah, it, it won the ratings this week. And, uh, you well, know, the, was, the overall viewer count. Yes. And a couple demos, not yeah. the key demo. But. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, it, it was actually kind of a fun and momentous show. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart uh, hosted the whole thing, came off like a big star. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our spin the wheel, make the deal matches. And... Um, Let's be honest, they weren't really all that exciting. Uh, we had Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match, which is, which is uh, falls uh, count fight? anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Falls count anywhere. Um, so uh, uh, that that was actually a, a pretty fun match for the North American Championship. Uh, went back and forth, all short, sorts of smoke and mirrors, kendo sticks, batons, uh fighting with the uh, inflated jack-o'-lantern that Gargano ended up deflating during his entrance. Um, You know, all sorts of ridiculousness brawling across the set. Uh, But someone in a Scream costume popped up from behind Priest, hit him with a metal pipe, and then uh, Johnny Gargano hits uh, Damian Priest with a tombstone. Uh, Not the move, but an actual Oh, okay. I was going to say, how the hell did he get him up for a tombstone? Yeah, it was a tombstone on uh, on the stage. um, And Gargano ends up becoming a two-time North American champion. Congratulations, Johnny, I guess. I mean, you know, just fine. uh, During the show itself, the other things that had occurred, uh, Pat McAfee cut a big mm-hmm. promo with his new crew, uh, which includes the new NXT Tag Team Champions, one and Tui, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Happy those guys finally got gold, by the way. Right there with you, and um, might be controversial, Pat McAfee is one of the best promos in NXT, hands down. Yeah, I didn't listen to it, but I've seen people uh, say similar sentiments, so yeah. uh, he, good for him. He cut a very good promo. He tied in the Ridge Holland uh, uh beat down of adam cole saying he hired ridge holland to take out cole and then once he saw the injury to ridge holland he saw who did it and that's how he knew he wanted to work with lorkin and birch so i i thought that was kind of a a clever save there um there was a a whole deal where kylo riley tried to cut off the promo because uh you know they they were speaking ill of his boys kylo Mm -hmm. riley gets the big beat down pete dunn Makes his NXT return. He's dropped mm-hmm. a shit ton of weight. Like he looked yeah. absolutely ripped. Um, he ends up turning on Kyle O'Reilly, hitting him with the chair. And Pete Dunn joins the team of McAvee, Lorkin, and Birch. So it sounds like for War Games, it's going to be the Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorkin, Danny Birch, Pete Dunn, and Pat McAvee. 
Well, I mean, everybody raved about his uh, his first big match and how he was able to pull things out. Uh, you know, having your second match be War Games is something crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I'm mostly excited to see one and 2 in there. Mm-hmm, uh, just mm-hmm. go crazy and, uh, you know, with tables and trash cans and all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, you know, War Games... Even a bad War Games match is still entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. No disagreement. <laughs> have, they, have they had any indications of doing a women's War Games this year? Uh, no indication of that. I, I and it, it, there doesn't really seem to be the lay the the, the groundwork, the legwork okay. to, to make that work. Uh, but who knows at this point? Um, yeah. Also on NXT this week, Santos Escobar had a probably the best three minute match you'll ever see with uh, Jake Atlas. Nice. Um, props to Santos for also rocking the uh, Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc 97 Phantom Gear. Nice. Um, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis had a haunted House of Terror match, which was basically the Boneyard match plus Halloween scares. It was okay. really silly and all pointless, right. but Cameron Grimes did his best job to put it all over. So um, it was more like the uh, House of Horrors match than anything else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minus the crack then. Still not not good, not good. Okay. Um, uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, there was a very very good match between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Believe it or not, really, uh, Raquel okay. Gonzalez looked like an absolute beast in this match. Uh, is she still the heavy for Dakota Kai? Uh, she is, I think. It was weird. Dakota dismissed her. Then they were teaming together again. So, sure. Okay. And Dakota was not around for this, as this was just about Rhea and Raquel settling their their differences. So okay. that was kind of weird, but uh, the match itself was very, 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 very good. Gonzalez even doing a tour of the islands, which looked hmm. very impressive from a woman of her size. Okay. Uh, but the main event of the evening was Io Shirai defending her women's championship against Candice LeRae in what ended up being a tables, ladders, and scares match. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just some lazy shit right there, man. Yes. Uh, it, it was a very, very brutal match, including a moment where Candice LeRae was sent off of a ladder through a ladder, and she went through the ladder knees first. Ooh. Yeah, not great. Um, but uh, the person in a Scream costume ended up getting involved again. Um Looked to help Candice LeRae. Shotzi Blackheart ended up blocking that. And that's how uh, that aforementioned ladder bump happened. Io Shirai ends up retaining the championship in the match. Fun show. Really good main event, even with the aforementioned interference and such. Um, basically, I would not be opposed to NXT making this kind of a yearly thing because it felt sure right on will. that show. Yeah, uh, especially after the ratings, this one they'll they'll probably keep it up. But yeah. on the other channel this week, let's talk about what happened on AEW. I gotta say, Chris, AEW was a little bit of a mixed bag for me this week. There were some stellar matches, don't get me wrong, but there's still some weird storytelling bits that don't entirely fire for me. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest whiff was the um, FTR Young Bucks and Excalibur. Yes. Two different room, two camera setup situation there. Yes. Um, 
it was a weird setup. It mm-hmm. wasn't really executed super well. The motivations of the Young Bucks still aren't clear. Very unclear. Um, and they're also really not good actors. Yeah, and, um, and, and there's nothing sympathetic about them right now. No. Um, I, I understand that the, the logic is supposed to be, oh, the Bucks are trying to get back to who they were in you know the mid 2000s when they were on their rise when when fans were behind them but it just doesn't work um no. and and running back the stipulation of we you know I will never challenge for a championship again with someone from the elite a year after someone yeah. from the elite did that like I don't know it 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 doesn't feel like the right move for this time I have no doubt that that the Bucks and FTR are going to have a very good match on Saturday, yeah. but I, for what seemed to be such a layup, like we were talking about last week, it's so easy. It, why did I care more about this when it wasn't a possibility than when it's right yeah. in front of me? Well, yeah. presentation. That's yeah. <laughs> clearly that's that that's been it. It had, nothing about this has really clicked or made sense. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, you know, I mean, I, I don't expect any big changes in anything or shifts on this mm-hmm. Wednesday's go home dynamite. But like you said, um, really, the build, it's not as important as the match. Yeah. And the match, you know, barring some kind of catastrophe or just total lack of chemistry, which I don't foresee happening, right. uh, the match should be great. So right. really that's all that people will look back at and say, um, you know, there are certain, you know, video package builds, the aforementioned Creed, my sacrifice one or whatever, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, go down in history as, you know, really telling the story and selling the build and all this sort of stuff. This isn't going to be that this is no. just going to be, you know, flips versus fists. And it's, you know, this is what we've wanted for a number of years now. We're going to get it. And that's all, you know, they'll, they'll chalk this up to a learning experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other bit that, that was kind of weird for me this week was the, uh, the town hall. Um, it, it felt like there was a, a lot of cameos and, and character moments for people who weren't the inner circle or MJF. Uh, that were completely unnecessary. I thought by the end, when it just was about MJF and the inner circle sort of, you know, yeah. getting down to brass tacks, I thought that was very good. But like, you know, the, the question asking from, you know, the cavalcade of characters and Eric Bischoff right. was yeah. just sort of a waste of time to me. It was too long. That's yeah. the thing. If yeah. you're going to do something like, you know, this is something that has plagued comedy and uh, live shows for for years. SNL has had these problems. Yes, yes. Mad TV have you know any anything like that where you're trying to entertain people by talking for a certain number of minutes. Yeah. Um, less is more. Yeah. Uh, you know, you didn't have to have Peter Avalon's come out and try and get into the inner circle. You know, the the Luchasaurus bit. You know, whatever. I'm a yeah, big fan, was, but that kind of it, it is, is silly. Yeah. Uh, you didn't need to take questions. Yeah. It didn't have to be a town hall. It just had to be an in-ring segment between yeah. the people. You know, you have Chris Jericho and you have MJF. That's all you need. You don't have yeah. to throw on all these extra things to try and, and sell this segment because those two are the sell. It's like they're overthinking and, and, and overcompensating, but they don't have to. Right. Um. You know, just let – 
you know, one of the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho, and one of the, you know, youngest and up and coming great talkers in MJF, just let them do their thing. Agreed. Um, and, you know, you also had Ortiz uh, and Sammy and, you know, there was there was a, a lot of stuff that happened in that segment. Yeah. You know, and you had Dasha and, and Tony up there. It was just way too yeah. much going on to get that point. Across. Too many cooks in that kitchen. And, yes. And I, I think we both say this as people who actually really loved the singing segment from the week yeah. before. Like, you know, you can do different. You can do extremes. It's just this did not really work. Anyway, um, so there were some good matches. There are two in particular that were absolutely stellar, which I f- figure we will talk about last because they kind of play into each other, even though they were the first and last matches of yeah. the show, respectively. Uh, Kingston had a really great match with Matt Seidel. I, I was yeah. surprised by how well they played together, considering their styles are so dramatically different. Um, yeah. We had a very, very good match for the NWA Women's Championship as new NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb, who uh, beat Thunder Rosa at the UWN streaming pay-per-view on uh, Tuesday. Uh, she defended against legit Layla Hirsch, who is yeah. uh, a, a new find for the uh, AEW crew. Uh, Layla Hirsch, I was really reminded of like the first time I saw Taz where it was just like, there's this different body type in pro wrestling that can still be intimidating, even though it is such a, a 180 from what we're used to. She does not look like a quote unquote women's pro wrestler. She, she's very compact. She looks like a power lifter. Like she's got that, that vibe and, and, and that body and, uh, just the way she works, her her strikes and everything, it, it it really sets her apart. Um, and it was an also a nice reminder of that match of the fact that Serena Deeb, you know, she's why Thunder Rosa got uh sort of brought back. That their match was just out of this world, and and Deeb really is a great addition to the AEW women's roster as a whole because she's actually a really goddamn great worker. She really is. Her promo before yeah. not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very generic in the promo, um, but the in ring, I really, really enjoyed that match. Uh, I'm gonna have to keep my eyes on uh, on legit uh, Layla Hirsch from here on out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, TK TK knows my style, and uh, <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Thanks, yes. Tony. Yes, uh, we also had a lumberjack match for the TNT Championship as Cody and Orange Cassidy went for round two. Um, I did not enjoy this as much as the first Cody OC match, but I still thought this was really fun. Um, I, yeah. I, I will say AEW seems to be two for two with lumberjack matches because the other one was, uh, the Wardlow Luchasaurus match from earlier mm-hmm. on in the summer. And, um, unlike what I've become accustomed to with lumberjack matches, this wasn't just, Hey, here's a cavalcade of people. Like they tried to tell stories with all the people on the outside yeah. and, and what it meant. So I, I, I thought it was very fun. Uh, the one bit that seems to not really be under the magnifying glass was the finish. Uh, yes, there was the run-in from John Silver, which is leading to a match wow. for the buy-in, but the punch by Arn Anderson yeah. on to OC, uh, an interesting twist in the ongoing Cody storyline here. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, I think I read something about Cody doing some press saying that he never wants to work heel again. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's been a lot of allusions to him working heel. I know when you're against somebody – 
like Orange Cassidy, you're going to have to be the aggressor and you're going to have to work uh, a little more Healy, uh, but not flat out cheating. Um, And, you know, it kind of. It, it was weird. I'm curious to see how they play that out. Um, you know, right, right. Did, did Cody even realize it? Yeah, yeah. There, there was, there was no real follow up on it. Maybe we'll see some on Wednesday, or, or maybe we'll see uh, a little bit more of Arn getting involved, say at Full Gear on Saturday against yeah. Darby Allen. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, all in all, kind of an interesting little little uh, addition to the story being told there, but really the, the crown jewels of dynamite this week were the Sean semi- Spears versus <laughs> some guy VSK. <laughs> now the, yeah. the, uh, semi finals for the world title eliminator tournament, as we had hangman page versus Wardlow kicking off the show and the main event, uh, your boy Penta filling in mm. for Phoenix, who was mm. injured the prior week going against, uh, Kenny Omega. First things first, Paige Wardlow was just two beefy dudes beating the shit out of each other. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, those guys really had some great chemistry uh, yeah. going in there. Um, you know, Jim Ross uh, kind of took a couple. Yeah, fun he got parts shitty. He yeah. got shitty, and man, there. There's nothing worse than a commentator who uh, points Scaring, out flaws in the saying. product. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm totally cool with them being big dudes who can do flippy dudes. I'm, I'm yeah. totally fine with that. That God. That is the the uh, model of the era. And uh, as, as we've right. seen with uh, Lee, comma, Keith, uh, when you start to take away the things that make these big guys stand out, um, no one gives a shit. So let them yeah. do their, their flippy do's uh, because it really just adds to what absolute, you know, top tier players, both Paige and Wardlow are. Wardlow is going to be a megastar, period. Yeah. The, the guy is handsome as hell. He comes off like a star. He gets it done in the ring. All we really need to see is what he can do promo-wise solo and and see how that can build out before I can say, like, that's your future world champion. He's real and close And his music to rips. Yes, his music does rip. Uh, and, and Paige is definitely in a world of better than he was this time last year. No you doubt. Know, you, you can tell that they wanted Paige to be one of the top guys. I'm glad that they finally have landed in it. Paige ends up going over which takes him to the finals at full gear. And on the other side, Penta and Omega, the match started a little slow. And I kind of thought within the first few minutes, I don't know how you felt, Chris. I was thinking, Oh, Omega and Penta are going to be in house show mode. (laughs) I I wasn't thinking that. I had a feeling it was going to pick up. Um, And and oh boy, did it, did it ever. Yeah, it was, this is my shit right here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It was very, very much my style. I mean, both guys, you know, had a chance to present themselves. Uh, you know, if, if somebody was tuning into Dynamite for the first time mm-hmm. and they were watching this match, I feel like having watched everything that was presented to you about Pentagon and about Kenny, you had a pretty good idea of what those two were about. 
Right. Um, it, you know, Kenny was being a total dickhead, uh, you know, wearing the AAA mega championship under his shirt and taunting Phoenix, who was on the outside and Pentagon, who's Phoenix's brother in there. Uh, that was great stuff. Pentagon doing his, you know, cool Sarah Nieto and yes. his chops that just give me life. Yes. Um, they're so his over. I, I don't I don't know if anybody has a better overhand chop than uh, than Pentagon. Um, it's hard to say. It, and. It, it, I, yeah. If anything, I want to see people have chop offs with Pentagon to decide that at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, I, and yes, let's do that. Um, but then it, that was even before you know it really sprung into gear, and you know both both guys took a hell of a lot of punishment and gave the other a hell of a lot of punishment. Uh, Package pile drivers and uh, the moves onto um, the the stage. What was the move on? So was it a suplex onto the stage? Uh, it was, was a uh, Canadian. Canadian destroyer, or sorry, a, can- a, a destroyer. destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a Mexican Canadian. destroyer. Yes, yes. Uh, a Mexican uh, to Canadian destroyer. <laughs> yes, it was an international <laughs> destroyer from Jalapa, Veracruz to Ottawa. Yeah, uh, uh, but Winnipeg. hey, hey, he was one time in North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, still they're, don't they're understand more more what that's about. <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be some kind of inside joke that they're just doing to pop, each, pop the boys in the back or yeah. something. Yeah. But yeah, the match fucking ruled. Um, yes. And at a point there, like I bought into the, the Pentagon false finish. I thought that shit was happening. Uh, and I was about to get really excited for Page versus Pentagon. But, um, but Which yeah. Which would be can- awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Yeah. Um, Because it seems like, you know, like we talked about last week, Pentagon and Phoenix are finally starting to get some uh, some light shown on them, which is long overdue. And Uh, I I will say kind of an interesting bit related to Penta and Phoenix, something that was not announced on the show, but did hit social media this week. This coming Wednesday, the, the go home show for full gear, we will hear for the first time since the pandemic from Pac. Yes. Hell so, yeah. So uh, we're going to have a custody of uh, Lucha Brothers <laughs> ladder match between yes. Pac and uh, Eddie Kingston coming yes. up soon. And I'm here for it. Yes. Very exciting. But yes, Kenny Omega ends up winning. We are getting Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page in the finals at Full Gear. And uh, very just, quickly, Chris, you want to run through the yeah, Full Gear yeah, yeah, card I do. as it stands? But I, I just, uh, you oh, know, sorry. I thinking I'm about sorry. that, I just had an idea of something I really need to see. Yes. I need to see. Death Triangle reunited with Lucha Bros and Pack against Butcher Blade and Eddie Kingston. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's why I had to say that because I got so excited at that prospect. Yes. Uh, yes. Of that no, I, 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 yes. <laughs> A thousand times, yes. <laughs> I, I need that match. That is um, our shit. So uh, here very quickly is the card for Full Gear, which will be Saturday night. Of course, Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, for the buy-in. It is Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Assume OC is going over. Probably going to be a fun little comedy match. Yeah, and but I think it's going to be. I, you know, Silver has been uh, hella entertaining recently. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm actually much looking forward to this. Yeah, it, it should be super-duper fun. Uh, and then here is the card as it stands. Chris Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. MJF probably is going to win this one. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to cheat to win too, because yeah. I, I feel like that's that's the natural next step here. But uh, the, there's no reason to do this whole stipulation and story if it's not going to pay off. Right, right. For the AEW Women's World Championship, Hikaru Shida defending against Nyla Rose. Could there be a more cold match than this one? 
Yeah, I mean, when's the last time we've even seen Nyla Rose? She was beating up some people on the outside like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does nothing for me. Where's Anna Jay? Where is Britt Baker? Where is Big Swole? Where is Serena Deeb? Uh, I know Thunder Rosa. She's in fight camp. I get that. Like, that, I, I, I don't understand this. I have a now, weird hunch Nyla's getting the belt, though. Well, I mean, that being said, even though it's cold, those guys put on a hell of a match at double or nothing. Very true. Um, so, you know, the possibility is there for it to be really good. But there's just there's no story to add to, you know, the the in-ring action that we're going to get. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I, I don't see why you would put the belt back on Nyla Rose right now. Nyla Rose has been absent. She's, yeah. she's been MIA. I don't understand why that would, it could happen. Um, but I, I'm, t- I'm taking Sheeta to retain. Fair, fair. Uh, we are going to have the elite deletion match cinematic match held at the Hardy compound between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. I'm thinking Matt wins just so we can bury this goddamn storyline. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't foresee Sammy pulling this out, especially with the hardy bag of tricks and Signor Benjamins and Vanguard twos and whomever else, uh, they can pop out here. Obviously not Jeff, but, um, there's probably (laughs) going to be some fun stuff happening here. Uh, man, I would, uh, can we get like Santana Ortiz to like dress up as Willow the Wisp? (laughs) (laughs) Some other, you know, (laughs) victory, victory road, Jeff Hardy or something like that. Um, <laughs> just you know, have have some fun with it. You know, I, creatively, I think it's going to be fun. But yeah, Matt right. Hardy has to win this, right? Right. I I, I think much like with Sheeta and Nyla, it, it is a match that will probably deliver in its own regard. But on paper, I'm just like, God damn it, this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But then it's straight bangers as we've got for the uh, TNT Championship, Cody versus Darby Allen. They've had great matches before. I have no reason to believe they won't have a great one now. Yeah, a lot um, of history between those two in a very yeah. brief amount of time. Yeah, uh, I considering think this Dynamite's is Darby's only been on a year. time, though. I, I, I think they got a shit or get off the pot with Darby. So yeah. I think we're going to have a new TNT champion come the end of full gear. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to buy Darby Allen beating Cody Rhodes than Darby Allen beating Brody Lee. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I agree. We're going to have, as the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. This is going to be something special. Uh, they, you know, they've been building to this since literally the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, this is really uh, a moment for AEW style of storytelling to shine. I believe Omega will win, and I think okay. the Bucks will be why Omega will win. Okay. All right. I'm picking Page. Um, just because I feel like. Kenny's on his way to being a fully realized cleaner prick, but I feel like he still needs one more L to get pushed to that level. So I think him losing the page here uh, is going to do that. Right on. For the AEW tag team titles, it's FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood defending against the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. If the Bucks lose, they will never challenge for the AEW tag titles again. I think Bucks are winning via shenanigans. Probably, yeah. I, I I think I'm with you on that, and this feud does not. This feud must continue. Yeah, bring, bring out the the ghost of uh, Howard Fink. 
Yes. And uh, let let them let us know that this must continue. And then our main event, an I quit match for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley defends against Eddie Kingston. The promos have been stellar. Their first match was absolutely awesome. I have no reason to believe that this won't be another John Moxley main event special. Very hard edged, rough and tumble match. Um, yeah. Mox likes to sort of telegraph his finishes uh, in his go home promos. So I think it's going to be Mox choking out Eddie with the bulldog. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I think Mox wins. I mean, I would love to see Eddie pick up and win, but I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, this whole uh, Japan situation has got me questioning things. Um, I I think I'm still going to pick Mox. To mm-hmm, win, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if by some sort of shenanigans, uh, Eddie Kingston pulls this out. Whether it's by the help of the entire family, um, you they know. really need a name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Pentagon's Eddie's best friend, so you know, I, I just that just just warms my heart, and I love that. Um, but yeah, they definitely <laughs> they definitely do need a name. Maybe they're not they don't have a name because Pac's gonna you know come back and do something, and there's they're teasing a surprise. Um, debut or return or a surprise appearance yeah if i'm not mistaken for for the show so um that that's a wild card it could be somebody from japan it could be somebody from the indies it could be you know another wwe cast off although i don't know who's left of note that would really you know well chris splash i've given it some thought and i think it's time for AEW to feed us more Feed us more. That's right, Chris. Finally, Ryback is all elite. What do you think? I think if they want me to stop watching Dynamite, that's a good way to do it. (laughs) The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. El Torito brand salsa, the only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers, half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito, the only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito.